0: It was not a dull night on Tuesday as the White Sox offense tried to overcome an unfortunate outing by Giolito and some bullpen missteps, but ultimately the White Sox could not catch the New York Mets. Jake Berger and Yasmani Grandal had big nights and Tim Anderson had a three-hit game. The Sox try to get back on track against an old nemesis, Justin Verlander. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked on White Sox. Thank you for making Locked on White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Just search Locked on White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Hey, I'm your host Nick Murowski, a lifelong die-hard Chicago White Sox fan. Recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at nick underscore uh, ggtb. A Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox take on the New York Mets on Wednesday. Tukey Toussaint is on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. State of the Sox, uh, 40 and 56. Uh, as I am recording, eight and a half games back in the Central. The Twins had a late one. Uh, White Sox came up short against the Mets on Tuesday night. Uh, They battled, uh, Sacks' offense absolutely battled, uh, no question about that. Uh, Giolito had a horrible outing uh, and was uh, really subjected to the power of patience by the New York Mets. You know, it just feels like uh, every different series, uh, I know it was mentioned during the Atlanta series, and it was mentioned uh, once again by Jason Benetti uh, at the start of this Mets series, Oh, the Mets are such a patient team. Uh, they do not chase. You know, they uh, they make you work for it. The same thing was said about the Braves, and it has been said that way about other teams. Of course, the White Sox, you know, bottom in the league and taking pitches, uh, you know, they chase. Uh, they, they, they freely swing. Uh, they do not see a lot of pitches, and uh, that's what the Mets did to Giolito. You know, I think Giolito got a little frustrated, Uh, They weren't going for some of the stuff that he was uh, offering, nipping at the corners a little bit. I mean, Giolito didn't have horrible stuff, but I think it was the patience, that patience game by the Mets uh, when Giolito maybe just, you know, kind of just submitted and said, you know, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to hit more of the zone here. Maybe he missed some of his spots. It could have been a combination of both uh, the Mets. Uh, made him pay. They took advantage of that. And that is what patients can do. You can really wear out a pitcher uh, by getting them so frustrated because you're not playing their game. Uh, you as a hitter, you know better. Uh, you are not going to go after something that you really can't do anything with. Uh, you got a good eye, as they always say. Uh, and then you let the pitcher come to you and then you take that mistake and you do some damage with it. Uh, It was nice to see the White Sox offense, though, continue to battle throughout the night, especially that big seventh inning. Uh, Sacks had multiple opportunities. I mean, it could have really been a different outcome. Uh, Berger and Yaz uh, had big nights, uh, and again, there were opportunities to actually win this game, but a familiar foe David Robertson, remember him? Uh, he finished things off in the ninth for New York. Uh, full details later on in the episode. As we are uh, just around two weeks, probably less than two weeks, I guess, uh, from the trade deadline, August 1st. Uh, we're still talking about that trading game. What is going to be happening with some of these uh, White Sox players uh, maybe some, you know, relievers, maybe some starting pitching, maybe, you know, other position players. Uh, uh, this was John Heyman uh, from the uh, MLB Network. According to John Heyman, the Houston Astros would love to add Dylan Cease to the mix ahead of the deadline. Uh, the insider notes that he's a dream scenario for general manager Uh, Dana Brown and company, while also claiming that Houston knows Chicago's asking price will be huge for the top of the rotation starter. Acquiring Dylan Cease would cost a mighty bounty uh, for the Houston Astros. That would likely include one of their top four prospects as a centerpiece. Uh, Each one plays the outfield with number four prospect Ryan Clifford, seemingly the closest to the majors, uh, what we do know is that it's clear that Houston is in the market for a starting pitcher. It would take a lot, uh, but acquiring Dylan Cease would set Houston up well to repeat as World Series champs. Uh, they are in need of some starting pitching. Uh, dealing with some injuries. Of course, Verlander went to the Mets, as we will see on Wednesday. Now, I'm not sure about uh, the Houston Astros farm system. Um, That's uh, something that's in question uh, near the bottom of the league, I believe, uh, starting this season uh, around bottom of the league. And I think they updated things uh, in May and still uh, Houston's farm system at the bottom. But you know who else uh, is really playing ball here? What other teams are making offers? What do they have uh, in their system? Um, so, I, I, if you're gonna if you're going to deal Dylan Cease, you absolutely have to get uh, everything and then then some uh, with a couple of years uh, control on his contract. Now, uh, James Fox, when he was with us from Future Sox last week, talking about the MLB draft. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about uh, the current situation of the White Sox, and uh, I- I'm pretty sure we had this conversation. I know he had it uh, with Sox in the basement, and he told me about this. I, I think we were recording at the time, uh, but his his viewpoint was: look, maybe maybe the White Sox deal Dylan sees someone that they just don't feel they're ever going to be able to pay for with Boris, uh, Scott Boris is. A representation And again, the, the track record of the Chicago White Sox paying for premium pitching is just not there. Now, maybe a guy like Lucas Giolito, who has been saying all the right things of, you know, I want to stay in a White Sox uniform and, you know, I want to pitcher they know how I feel. We'll see how it all plays out. Maybe extending Lucas Giolito is the easier path and dealing Dylan Cease this trade done. Like, if you get absolutely everything and then some uh, for him, maybe that is something that the White Sox entertain. Uh, it, it's not easy. It, it doesn't sit well in the stomach, any of these decisions, to know that uh, we might be dealing one of these starting pitchers, uh, Cease or Giolito, that, that were going to take us. Uh, not only to a series win, but to get to the ALCS and beyond, to to capture a World Series title, we're going to be trading them away before we even got uh, a playoff series win under our belt. It's not easy. Uh, I mean, but this is uh, this is the situation where the White Sox are in. You know, you had that uh, great series against Atlanta. You know that you took two of three, despite what Michael Kopech did in the game one. Uh, and you're saying, okay, we got a day off. We're heading to New York, and uh, you have this kind of game with Lucas Giolito on the hill. Uh, so you might say to yourself, well, does you know one outing by Giolito, uh, one bad outing, I should say, uh, does that really deter? Uh, potential suitors. I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't help, probably, but it, it might not hurt. Decisions have probably already been made on Lucas Giolito. I'm sure uh, trade packages have already been presented uh, to Rick Hahn and company, especially during the All Star break. Giolito has put a really nice season together, and I'm sure teams have already made their bid. And you know, they're they're keeping eyes on him, but. Uh, You know, I I think Giolito might get another start or so, but if there is a team out there that already knows, hey, look, we'll throw that outing against the Mets away. We know Giolito is our guy. Uh, Then I don't know if Giolito has another start in him. Uh, in a White Sox uniform. I would feel like that new team would want to get their hands on Giolito and get uh, him in their rotation as soon as possible. Sounds like the White Sox are asking a lot for not only, of course, Dylan Sees, which you should be, uh, Lance Lynn. I haven't heard a lot of the asking price uh, for Giolito, but it sure seems that the Sox want it all uh, if they are going to start uh, dealing Quick injury update uh, that we got before Tuesday's game. Aloy Jimenez uh, uh, battling that groin injury. Woke up on Monday feeling better, said Daryl Scoven of the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, he was available to pinch hit on Tuesday night. Uh, he did not see any action. He could start at DH on Wednesday, uh, Grafol said. That is promising. Uh, Lucas Giolito, you know, he could not find the strike zone. And uh, when he did, the Mets made him pay for it. Sox offense almost pulled off the seemingly impossible. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Dave. Finances can be intimidating. That's why you need Dave. Dave can make managing your money so much easier with an interest free extra cash advance. A free fee, free goal tracking and easy ways to find a side hustle to make more money. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier. So if you're in a pinch, get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com MLB. Uh, that's dave.com MLB. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com MLB. Our Chicago White Sox face-off against the New York Mets on Wednesday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox Uh, On Tuesday, a lot of scoring going on, which, again, you know what that usually means uh, for Wednesday, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Sacks fell to the Mets 11-10. This was in regulation, too. This wasn't an extra innings game. It was Lucas Giolito against Carlos Carrasco, and top of first Carrasco on the hill. Uh, ben had a really nice series in Atlanta. Uh, started things off, though, on Tuesday with an infield groundout. Uh, T.A. still hitting second. Uh, he was plunked on the thigh with his first at-bat. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. swinging at the first pitch. Uh, struck uh, out on a nasty breaking ball from Carrasco. Uh, then Vaughn grounded out. It was a pretty quick first inning for our White Sox, but no surprise there. Uh, Giolito coming into Tuesday night, last 17 starts, six and five, 103 innings, 108 strikeouts, 33 walks only, and a sub three ERA, 2.96. Well, a bottom of the first was not kind for Giolito on Tuesday. Mets, uh, are selective. They are a very selective group of hitters, and they proved it in the first. Uh, Geo went full count to Brandon Nimmo, and Geo walked him. Not a good way uh, to start things. Geo had Tommy Pham uh, 0-2, and then he got a fastball down the middle, and he ripped a double down the left field line. Nimmo scored very quickly, one nothing Mets. Uh, Gio's fastball sitting 94 miles per hour, that dropped Uh, A few down to 92 later in his outing. Uh, Lindor was patient as Gio tried to attack the top of the zone. uh, And a pass ball allowed Pham uh, to get to third base. Lindor waited out Gio and took another walk. Uh, Runners at the corners. Nobody out for the Mets. Pete Alonzo with a sack fly to left. Two nothing Mets. Uh, Gio got McNeil to commit on a slider in the dirt for the second out, but the next batter got a gift. Gio's 1-0 slider hung for Alvarez, and it was destroyed for a two-run home run. 4 nothing New York. Uh, next batter, Beatty, crushed a middle-middle offering to dead center for a solo shot. 5 nothing Mets. Absolutely unreal, but it was missed spots, lack of control, Uh, Probably some 11-day rust, but a horrible start to the game for Gio. He threw 35 pitches in the first inning. Uh, Top of second Carrasco, a really nice curveball he had working. Berger struck out, but Yaz uh, punched his seventh home run of the year to right field, Uh, hit it off a slider that just spun in the middle of the zone, 5-1 Mets. uh, Bottom second, the ninth hitter led off for the Mets, uh, but Gio got him to ground out. Uh, then he went full to Nimmo for the second time, and Nimmo walked for the second time. Uh, Gio had a good changeup working to Fam uh, 90, or I'm sorry, 80 miles per hour. Struck him out uh, for the second out, then Lindor ripped the first pitch he saw in the gap in right center. Uh, the Nimmo walk came around to score 6-1 Mets. Uh, A top of third, Sebi swinging at the first pitch he saw and popped out into foul territory. Uh, Lack of patience by the White Sox early on. Uh, Ben Atendi was far more patient, though, and was able to work a walk. Uh, T.A. shot one in the gap for an RBI double, 6-2 Mets. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. with a base hit to left field. Sox had runners at the corners, one out. Uh, Robert stole second, which was a nice thing to see. Uh, Vaughn struck out, which, Vaughn, you have got a job to do. You've got to drive the ball. We have an opportunity uh, to at least get a sack fly here. Uh, Not doing for Vaughn. Berger flew out. Absolute wasted opportunity there uh, to tack on more runs. Bottom of third, Gio issued another walk, uh, this time to Alvarez. Uh, But Gio got a couple strikeouts and kept the Mets off the board. Uh, Giolito was at 83 pitches after three innings. A top of four, nothing for our White Sox. Bottom four, Geo's still out there. Uh, DJ Stewart took a changeup way out in right field for a solo bomb. Seven, two Mets. Uh, Gio allowed some more action on the base paths. And with two outs and 100 pitches on the arm, Graffole came out to get uh, Lucas. Brian Shaw inherited two runners uh, McNeil took a middle middle offering to left center. Another run scored. It was eight, three Mets uh, top of five Ben led off with a single. Then Tim Anderson ripped a single up the middle socks with something going runners at first and second, nobody out uh, Robert grounded out, but advanced the runners Vaughn with a ground out and Ben scored to make it uh, eight, three Mets. I'm sorry. Eight, four Mets uh, Berger, uh, held back and smashed a changeup to left field for a two-out, uh, two-out RBI double, and then Carrasco was bounced. Uh, bottom five, Shaw was still in the game. Uh, he had a, he hit a batter in the inning, but really nothing else. Uh, top of six, uh, nothing going on. Colos uh, struggling still with another strikeout. Uh, bottom six, Shaw issued a walk. Uh, That made it to second base. Uh, Grafol then went with Tanner Banks to face the lefty, Jeff McNeil, lefty on lefty. Uh, McNeil ripped a hanging slider to right field on the first pitch. He saw nine, four Mets. Uh, The Alvarez hit, uh, Alvarez hit his second home run of the game. It was 11 to four Mets. Uh, Banks tried to sneak a fastball past Alvarez and that did not go well. Uh, but here came the White Sox in the top of the seventh. They really went to work this inning. Uh, ben Attendi drew a leadoff walk. T.A. with his third hit of the game. Two on, nobody out. Luis Robert Jr. struck out. Vaughn hit into a fielder's choice. And T.A. with a great secondary jump. Uh, he was going on contact. He was safe at second base. So bases loaded with one out. Uh, Berger with another smash, two-run score on a double that just barely stayed in the ballpark. 11-6, Mets. Uh, Second and third one out for Yaz. He kept it going with a two-run single, 11-8. Remillard followed suit. Mets brought in a lefty out of the pen. Carlos Perez at the plate with two guys on. He walked to load them up. Some passed ball offense. Everyone advanced. Sox made it a two run game Sox had a chance to continue to do some damage here uh, but Sebi Zavala struck out and Ben Attendi flew out to left uh, five runs in the inning for the Sox but it absolutely could have been more uh, bottom 7 Lopez in the game it was not easy but Lopez kept the Mets off the board uh, top of 8 Sox went fairly quickly and quietly uh, bottom of the eighth saw Middleton in the game. He took the route of Lopez, made things a bit interesting, but did not allow the Mets to get another run. Still just a two-run game. Uh, so you head to the top of nine. David Robertson, old friend David Robertson, was in for the Mets. Uh, Yaz uh, did what he does so well. He got on base via the walk. Remillard popped out, uh, could not get on top of that cutter by Robertson. Uh, Gavin Sheets had an opportunity, flew out to center field. Elvis Andrews was our last hope. Andrews worked the count full, had a really nice battle, and drew a two out walk. Socks definitely showed some patience as the game went on. Uh, ben Attendi came to the plate representing the go ahead run. Base hit, and Yaz came around to score from second. It was an 11 10 ball game. Tim Anderson with a chance to play hero. Flew out to center field, game over. Uh, Close. Socks absolutely battled, left a lot on the table there, Uh, but it was an exciting uh, 11 10 game. Giolito, his final line, three and two thirds, six hits, eight earned runs, five walks, five strikeouts, three home runs. Uh, His DRA still sub four, 3.96. Uh, Sean Banks gave up three runs combined in their two and a third innings of work, while Lopez and Middleton kept the Mets quiet. Uh, Sacks offense, 10 runs, 12 hits, six walks, six walks. Haven't seen that in a while from our White Sox. Uh, Berger and Grandal each had three RBIs. Uh, Tim Anderson, three for five with an RBI. Sox were five for 16 with runners in scoring position. They had opportunities. Uh, they left 10 guys on. The White Sox are very familiar with Justin Verlander, uh, but is there any firepower left after Tuesday night? Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Want to win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball? Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contestants. Uh, Choose any as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you can win big sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming at sleeper it's not just about sports it's about building personal connections and lasting memories swing for the fences on sleeper picks and you can win up to 100 times your money use promo code lockdown and sleeper will match your first deposit up to 100 dollars. again Use promo code locked on and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 States. Check out sleeper today. It's Mets Sox Once again, on Wednesday in New York, Tukey Toussaint is on the Hill against Justin Verlander. Now, Tukey Toussaint has a record of 1-0 with an ERA of 2.89 and 21 strikeouts in five appearances against the Mets in his career. This will be Tukey's third start of the year in a White Sox uniform. Uh, Last time we saw Toussaint pitch, he was cleaning up Michael Kopech's mess uh, last Friday in Atlanta, and Tukey did a very nice job cleaning up that mess. Uh, White Sox. Have a lot of history with Justin Verlander. Verlander is 22 and 14 with an ERA of 3.72 and 283 strikeouts in 47 appearances against the White Sox in his career. Uh, Verlander is 3 and 5 with an ERA of 3.72 and 63 strikeouts in 13 appearances this season. Um, yeah, there's a lot of history with Verlander. Uh, when I went to see, uh, the White Sox in Detroit, this was so many years ago. Uh, this was during Verlander's heyday, um, w- with the Tigers and, you know, uh, we made the trip, drove there, of course, uh, ready to, uh, this was the day after, I believe this was the day after Mark Burley's perfect game. So Mark Burley threw the perfect game. And, you know, we took off and went to Detroit to see that series. We were on cloud nine as White Sox fans. And uh, Justin Verlander uh, was the first guy that we had to see. And he just absolutely mowed the White Sox down. Um, he, he, man, when, when he was right, he was so dangerous. Socks have had some success against Verlander. Uh, but uh, that was Jose Abreu doing the hurt on Verlander. We'll see what the Socks have in store uh, on Wednesday. Thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked On White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. Uh, you find your podcast. We're on Twitter, at On Sox. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get any questions or comments you have in for a future mailbag episode at lockdownsox@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Our White Sox taking on the Mets on Wednesday in New York. Catch every pitch of the White Sox Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Hey, Everydayers, you know who you are. I really appreciate it. On the next episode, I will recap Tukey Toussaint's outing, and hopefully the Sox offense has some more firepower for Verlander. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time. Go Saks!